we were doing some sort of a song. It was some sort of a very, very active um, situation. And one of the kids, like at, at the end of that, was just like, Ooh, my heart is beating really fast. And I said, you know what? Let's all put our hands right on our chest. Let's see if we can feel our heart, see what our, our, our heart feels like, you know? So it was, it was teaching them, okay, this is what my body feels like when I'm moving a whole bunch. This is what my heart is doing. My, my this, this is how much I'm breathing. But then you give them that opportunity to slow down and be still. Mm -hmm. And you introduce that opposition. <laughs> Welcome to Mindful Conversations with Kay. I'm Christy. And I'm Kelly. We are both moms, educators, kidding around yoga teachers, and trainers, and now podcasters. In this podcast, we will talk about using research-based tools and strategies to help increase mindfulness, self-awareness, connection, self-regulation, and peace in your home or classroom. Join us weekly for some fun and insightful conversations where we will take a deep dive into all things kids yoga and mindfulness. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mindful Conversations with Kay. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Christy. How are you? Wait, is it still morning for you? Yes, I think it is. Yes. 20 more minutes. <laughs> Morning-ish. Morning-ish. Yes. Listen, I'm excited for this particular conversation. Um, and I know it was interesting. There was a comment that came up in our Facebook forum, uh, Mindful Conversations with Kay Facebook page, um, about this exact topic uh, that yep. we're going to talk about today. So, um, you know, the, 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 the question was, are kids' yoga classes too stimulating. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's a great question. And I think it's a, a question that a lot of people might have, especially those who, who maybe are new to kids yoga or who may be bringing their kids uh, to kids yoga and they might be seeing a kids yoga class happening and, and wondering, is this really yoga? Because, you know, we, we think about yoga and adult yoga class being very quiet and, um, you know, Zen-like, you yeah. know, room and kids yoga classes can look very, very different. <laughs> you know, it, and I think if for somebody who's not familiar with a kids yoga class and they walk by and they see us and we're dancing and we're jogging through the jungle, and we're doing yeah. these things and we're playing games and we're moving a lot. Yeah. That's, that's the reaction people can have. Like, this is not yoga. Like what is like, right. this is not calm. That doesn't look very calm. So, so yeah, that's a, I, I think probably a really common uh, question that would come up. Like what exactly is going on in a kid's yoga class? So <laughs> and there's uh, so much, it's so dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, really in, in, in our classes, we, we tend to follow kind of the same, uh, you know, pretty much the same outline. 
but it, but I know for for me, you know, we start out, we kind of do this this centering exercise. So there's this brief moment of just kind of focus and and mindful, uh, you know, mindful listening if we're using the symbols or something like that. But then we kind of gradually start to build on that. So you know, we go through, we maybe do a little story where we take the kids through some some poses and we get them up, and then we do some salutations, and then maybe we introduce a song. So it's almost like there's there's this arc, this bell curve sort of a thing where you start bringing the energy level up, and then within the class, there's moments of up and down too. So we might do something really active and then we bring them down and we do a little mindful moment with them and then we get them active again and, and this sort of thing. So, and I'm pretty sure your classes are, are, are the structured the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's this, it's this, um, this look at opposites a lot of times, mm. you know, of the activity level rising and then finding stillness. And I, I find that that using, pairing those two together throughout your class is really where you're really getting to the juicy part of teaching the kids uh, how to use different types of energy in their bodies and to allow themselves to go from a really active state to finding a really calm state, which is really an important skill that we're really trying to teach them. You bet. It's, it's, it, it's mimicking the stress response, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mimicking the stress response in the body and, you know, teaching kids to, I think how to, how to understand like, okay, when I'm moving around a whole bunch, when I'm really, really active, what is going on with my breath? What is going on with my heart? I, I had a really interesting um, uh, moment the other day in my kids yoga class. We were doing, I, I can't even recall, uh, maybe we were dancing with scarves or we were, we were doing some sort of a song. It was some sort of a very, very active um, situation. And one of the kids, like at, at the end of that was just like, Ooh, my heart is beating really fast. And I said, you know what? Let's all put our hands right on our chest. Let's see if we can feel our heart, see what our, our, our heart feels like, you know? So it was, it was teaching them, okay, this is what my body feels like when I'm moving a whole bunch. This is what my heart is doing. My, my this, this is how much I'm breathing, but then you give them that opportunity to slow down and be still. Mm -hmm. And you introduce that opposition like yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And I love that. And I love to even call their attention to like, what does my body look like when I feel excited? Like, what might I do when I'm really, you know, feeling those, those big excitement emotions. Right. And like, that might look like jumping around and then we can get up and have them jump around and act out that emotion almost and feel what that feels like in their body. And then, wow, sometimes we're super excited, but we're maybe in a place that we need to calm down. We can't be so active or so loud. So what could we do to help our body calm down and then do those deep breaths and maybe find some stillness in tree pose or, you know, where they're having to focus and to let them really feel what that feels like to go from, you know, this excited state where their body is wanting to move to being able to harness it a little bit and, you know, use it to focus in tree pose. So important, so important teaching them, teaching them about emotion, teaching them about giving them that mind body connection, teaching them self-regulation, right? And, and like you said, there, there are going to be times where it's appropriate to be excited and to move around a whole bunch. And then there's going to be other times where, yeah, like you said, it, it may not, this might may not be the place. So what is it that I can do? What are some techniques that I can use 
to 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 help if I feel myself getting getting excited and and, and wound up sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and it's also too a lot. Uh, I think I don't know. In my classes, I like to bring in props and different things, uh, sensory experiences mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to allow their body to experience, like even dancing with the scarves, right? And bringing that sensory experience, or maybe they're shaking a glitter jar and they're having the the sensory experience of watching that glitter or the physical motion of shaking the glitter jar. Like all of these different things might seem like a lot, right? We we bring in a lot of props and sometimes that, that looking from the outside, it might look like a lot, but kids experience, we all, we all have different experiences with our, you know, senses and you know, so certain things, some kids might take to more and other kids might take to different, you know, sensory experience, but all of those things, bringing those, those opportunities for them to experience that, and then have that body awareness of, of what it, what it was like to go through that sensory experience, I think is important part of class too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I'll, I'll say that a lot, um, you know, especially as the kids start getting a little bit older um, in the classes. And I, and, and I like to just remind them, you know, that this may not be something that, that works for you. So, so maybe try this out, maybe try this. And so, yeah, like you said, you give them these different, um, different opportunities, knowing that, um, you know, it's going to, it's going to resonate with some kids and not with others. So you give them a lot of choices. And I, I always ask the kids, you know, just do me a favor and just try it. Just, just try it and see, you know, see what you think and you may love it or you may not love it. And that's okay. Right. All of those things are okay. And, and, but this is why we're, we're doing lots of, lots of different things to try these things out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's interesting too watching, you know, I had a, um, a really cool experience, um, I, I rotate through the, the schools here um, in my school district that my kids are in um, teaching yoga and mindfulness in PE. And I'll spend about a week um, at, at the school and the kids, every, every kid in the school gets to rotate through and they get to have this experience. And during this time, I set up stations around the gym and some of the stations are just a basic yoga pose. Other stations, they practice a mindfulness exercise. Um, But we start out, all the kids come in, we have a little mindful moment where we practice listening to the symbols. And then, uh, and then we get right in, I do a song with them. So they get them up and moving right away. And then, uh, and then, and then we split them up into, into pairs and they rotate through these stations. And this last session that I had, um, it was really, it was really neat. Um, and I was working with, um, with several different teachers, the specialists, and as we were sitting watching the kids, there are some stations, again, they're very, very active. You know, the kids are doing something really active. And then there's another station where they're literally taking the glitter jar, shaking it up, setting it down in front of them, and they're practicing meditation. Peace begins with me. And I have music playing in the gym. So so an outsider looking in might look at that and just go, what in the world is going on? There is so much going on in that gym. And there is, and there's a ton of kids. And this particular day, I remember there was, I think we had like 80 kids in the gym and they were all rotating through and it was, it was busy. It was busy. But then I looked over at this group of kids and they were sitting so quietly and they were just watching the glitter jar doing peace begins with me. And so I pointed it out to the teachers. I said, in all of this, what may seem or look like chaos Look at these kids that are able to find this stillness. And that's the purpose. That's, that's why, 
that's why we're doing what we're doing so that we can teach them, you know, how to find stillness amidst the, the seeming chaos that's going on. Yeah. I mean, I love that visual because right. Isn't, isn't the world chaos <laughs> and so for, for the kids to be able to sit and be able to meditate while their friends are up and moving around about them uh, is, and music is playing and it's really, that's it. That's the tools that we're looking to give them because we're not going to always have this, have a quiet place to sit and meditate. You know, oftentimes we're going to be calling on that tool of stillness and focus when there is chaos going on around us. And that's going to be the most important times. I think that we're going to be able to call on it. Yeah. So what about, what about the, the situations where you might have a child who, um, who is sensitive to, to a lot of sensory input in that situation? Would, would a traditional kids yoga class or, or a kids yoga class that you and I are teaching where there's all these things going on, would it be appropriate for a child like that? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think, I mean, I do, I, I have taught um, lots of uh, special needs classes, um, both in a public school and in a private setting. And I do think we have to be mindful of, of the stimulation and the, the sensory experience that, that we bring. I think that it takes uh, a, a teacher who's really paying attention and really looking at your cues from your students and you know you will notice um, maybe some facial expressions or some behaviors that maybe the child looks uncomfortable with the volume say of your music or the the tone of your tingsha bells maybe is a too high pitched i've had that experience and you know then i have to choose like you know what maybe i need to bring a singing bowl that has a lower tone so that child feels more comfortable i think we can always adjust things I, I do think that um, that children who are sensitive to sensory triggers need these tools even more because they're they're often triggered a lot more than maybe neurotypical child would be. And so the the ability to help them to regulate when they are triggered by by a sensory experience is so, so helpful for these kids. So I think that uh, it is a helpful, you know, regular kids yoga class, but I just think we have to be mindful. And I think that goes across the board, really. I, I come to that through a lens with all of my classes, because oftentimes we don't know right. uh, the children who are showing up to our classes. We don't always have background of, you know, maybe what, what might they mean more sensitive to or what they might struggle with. So I always come to it looking through those lens of looking for cues from my students. And sometimes sometimes kids just show up with extra energy one day, right? Maybe whatever the experience they had earlier in the day and they need a lot more movement and a lot more activity. And other times they may show up and they may be dragging a little and they may need extra mindful moment, an extra long mindful moment in the beginning of class, just to sort of let them, you know, settle in and they may need like, you know, a little breath work to sort of energize them again and get them ready for a movement piece. So I think we always have to be looking at our, our students and reading the room. And, and, and I think too, as, as a kid's yoga teacher, um, you know, 
sometimes we get this, this thing in our mind. It's like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do in class. They would write out our lesson plan. Right. And it's just like, and I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And you think in your mind, like, this is going to be an excellent class. But what you said is so key, just being able to look around and read the room a little bit, read the kids a little bit and look at, you know, and, and you may have this, this thing where you think it's just going to like, I'm going to knock it out of the park, <laughs> but being willing to be flexible, being willing to shift and being willing to, you know, discard the plan that you came with and, and say, you know what, this is not going to work today. And so I'm going to have to shift gears a little bit. I, I, and and, and being able to look around at the kids and and read those signals that they're giving you that, um, I've seen hands over the ears when I had one, um, kiddo that was, that was a little bit more sensitive, uh, quite a bit more sensitive. And, but he would come, he loved coming to kids yoga classes, loved it. But mm-hmm. I always, I always was kind of looking to him to, to see what his signals were. And I knew like, if he put his hands up over his ears, you know, I, I would think, okay, I, I got to turn it down a little bit. And, and uh, you know, the other kids may not be, you know, sensitive to that, but, but this is definitely something that's affecting this kiddo. So, um, so yeah, being willing to scratch your plans <laughs> and then, and then just being, like you said, just very mindful about, um, about seeing where your kids, seeing what the kids came to class with that day. Yeah, definitely. But, and I, and I think it's just, we have so many tools that we can use as a kid's yoga teacher, like I said, with props and music, and there's just such a variety of things, uh, different games and different experiences that we can bring to our classes. And so I think, you know, don't be afraid to try new things and explore and see what works. It will, different things will work for different groups. And that's what makes it so fun. And I don't know, I love, I love being creative and and trying new things and bringing new ideas into my, my classes. So there's just something about being curious and exploring different things uh, with, along with your students and see, seeing what, what works. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, so, um, and I guess, and I guess if somebody were to come up to me and say, you know, like, what is, you know, what is, what is going on in that class? Like, that's not yoga. You know, how, how would you respond to somebody that came up to you and said that like, somebody walks by your class, they take a peek in and then they, then they go up to you after and it's like, that is not yoga. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Well, you I, I had the experience. Oh yeah. Uh, currently, currently in a, the studio that I, I teach in, uh, one of my classes, has like an open uh, lobby. The, the studio is all open. It has like a wall separated, but you can see into the studio and you can hear everything and what's going on. Um, and so parents sometimes wait in the in the lobby for, for the kids. They don't necessarily drop off all the time. Sometimes they just hang out. And uh, just recently, um, well, not so recently, but maybe over, over December in the winter, we were playing uh, the clear your, clear your yard with the snowballs. I had the big snowballs and this is a game. We divide the room in half and we have two teams and you're throwing the snowballs across, trying to get all the snowballs out of your yard and they're throwing it back. It's a very, very active game. It's to get them up and moving and get their heart rates going, you know, and the kids were just, uh, I mean, having a blast. They were excited. Yeah, they were super excited. And, you know, I'm and I'm hearing the parents talking in the, <laughs> the lobby and saying, wow, they're really loud today. And they're they're really running crazy today. You know, they're yeah. the parents are having this conversation, you know, yeah. 
And so, so I'm making a, a mental note as, as I'm teaching and, and we come to the, to the end of the game. And of course that was our very active, um, activity that we were yeah. leading them to our, what we call our peaceful garden, our Shavasana. So then we, we finish the game and we come back to our mats and everybody's pooped. And so they all like, boom, they lay down. And this was, this is a bunch of first and second graders. Okay. And okay. so, so they hit their mats and silence, you know, and I, I, I put on our, our music and I talked them through the yoga nidra and it's just, you could hear a pin drop and, you know, it didn't, nobody moved. Nobody was rolling around crazy in their mats. Nobody was like making any noise. They were in, in their, in a blissful state. And I just kind of looked over to the parents and they kind of smiled and I didn't really have to say anything. It was like, we made like eye contact and they were kind of like, Oh, oh. they got it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and at That's the end wild. of class, then when we were, when they were cleaning up and all putting their shoes on and stuff, I said, you know, sometimes we got to get loud before we can get quiet, you know, and, and they, they, they laughed. I so that. yeah. <laughs> sometimes we got to get loud before we get quiet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I, I mean, I just, I, I hope this is helpful for, um, for those who are, who are interested in this particular topic. I hope, uh, you know, you, you're able to take something away from this and know that, there, there is, there is a method to our madness, our seeming madness. <laughs> there is a purpose behind what we do. And, you know, I, I think the whole, you know, yoga, the, the one, one of the, you know, main purposes of yoga is to, to be able to connect with your body, to be able to understand what's going on in your body. And so if we can create these experiences for kids where we help them to make that connection. We help them to figure out, you know, what, what's going on inside of them. We're, we're doing our job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great conversation. Um, as always, if there's any questions um, that you have for, uh, for Kelly and I, if you'd like to uh, dive deeper into a particular topic, you know, certainly uh, you can, um, you can reach out to us. You can jump in that Facebook group, uh, Mindful Conversations with Kay, and and uh, share some comments or ask some questions or, or anything else. And uh, we just appreciate everybody being here with us along this journey. Yes. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to subscribe and give us a written review to help us reach others and share all the benefits of kids yoga and mindfulness. If you want more information on all that Kidding Around Yoga has to offer, you can find us at kiddingaroundyoga.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Kidding Around Yoga. We will meet you back here next week for another fun conversation with Christy and Kelly.